I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I am also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert, and this is the Introvert's Guide to... On the Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide too. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show, but even better... Whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. So, Jess, when was the last time that you made a new friend? (laughs) what people make friends (laughs) (laughs) i've heard that that's the thing that people do oh my goodness that was a genuine laugh too i think the last (laughs) i think the last time i made new friends was i want to say when i started my new job in 2019 i think i just Mm. i think i just worked really well and and kind of clicked with the people in that department and yeah from there I think like just as I moved through from department to department I I started just gelling with people so it's but it's still been a couple of years <laughs> I'm going to complicate the question oh when was the last time you made a new friend that wasn't at work Oh boy. Oh, I know. I know. I know. When I did a community theater show in 2019. So just a little bit after I started my new job, I made, I met some really nice folks. Okay. Okay. But I didn't see them after the show finished. (laughs) (laughs) So, so not really great friends, just show friends. Just really nice people, really nice folks Mm. that I have on my Facebook and I wish them the best. I think that the last time I made friends outside of work was when I was on a fringe tour. Now you could be, you could say that that's partially work, but it's not my day job. So I'm going to go with not work, but that was probably the last time that I can imagine myself making a new friend. So the question (laughs) is, the question is how the heck, and this is not, I I think that, I think that some extroverts have the same problem too, but the question is how do we as adults make friends? And when that's complicated by how do we as introverted artists make friends, then the question is anybody's guess. Oh, it's this will be forever a topic that just will not have any answers to it. I I feel as though this is something we could revisit over and over and the conversation can still keep changing because it's mm-hmm. it's hard these days to to make friends and especially because we can't really go anywhere and with things changing and protocols changing, it's tough, right? Because we need to stay safe need to stay back and that kind of limits where we can go and how we can socialize. Yeah. I think, I think that the, the, the question uh, about the question itself is sort of like a a pre or post pandemic question because everything is so up in the air right now. It's not like we're going out and able to really meet people. Um, Mm -hmm. 
but it's like I know a few people who, because of the way that we're doing, let's say, for example, to keep it, you know, because it's us, if they're doing like digital theater, mm. sometimes they've managed to to meet people they normally wouldn't have met because they're working with people who are across the country from them or in a different country and they're creating something with them. But that's online and it's, it's you know, just also because it's a show, who knows if it goes past the show. But outside of all of that and outside of the pandemic times, it's still an open question for that as well. Because even if we weren't on rotating lockdowns and things opening up and then closing back down and still being concerned and distancing and all that sort of stuff, we'd have the, the question, how do we make friends? Do you have any thoughts about that? Honestly, I think it has a lot to do with what I'm looking for to get out of these relationships. Am I looking for just more people to broaden my horizons and my social network? Am I looking for, you know, a new companion? I, I think it depends on what sort of relationship I have the mental capacity to nourish that I think will actually narrow down where I can meet these people. So again, specifically for you and I, sometimes mm. that can be in an artistic atmosphere. We can meet mm. like-minded people. We can yeah. have those deep conversations. Community theater, again, that was a, a place for me to meet people. If I'm looking for that network, then sometimes work is a really great place if you haven't exhausted all of your um, all of your relationships there. I think, I mean, we can narrow this down to a couple of different scenarios. There's two scenarios that I can think of. First one, I think, is one of the more common ones. If for some reason you have to move to a new city, let's say you move to a new city for school, school simplifies meeting people because you're thrown mm -hmm. into situations where you're going to meet people. But if you're thrown into a situation where you're moving to a new city for work, not everybody wants to make friends at work and not everybody does make friends at work. So you end up in a position where you're in a new city and you are uh, trying, you don't know anybody in this new city, let's say. So now you have to figure out how you're going to have some kind of social life, how you're going to meet people in this new city. On the other side, my other hypothetical is post-pandemic. When, let's say, we've been, you've, you know, you're, you still feel affectionate for the people who you knew before. But because of all of this stuff, you've sort of drifted apart and now you find yourself in a position where maybe that's not a relationship that, that has any has a lot of meaning for you anymore. Now you have to get out and find the new friends, new companions, new activity buddies, let's say. You know, I think what's what's useful is social media platforms like Facebook have what's what's called neighborhoods. They've got pages where for your designated city. And so often I see a lot of folks saying, hey, I'm new here. Um, just wondering what's in the area. Is there anything to do? I'm looking to meet people. I, and they're looking for advice. I actually am thinking what a wonderful new avenue to try. I, I mean, it's tough to put yourself out there in physical situations, but to maybe put yourself out there in a digital sense seems helpful and seem, just breaking the ice, right? I have to admit that Facebook has presented me with the neighborhoods option several times, and mm -hmm. I've been reluctant to join a neighborhood. Partially because I feel like, don't you have enough information about me already, Facebook? But also, like, I just, I'm not sure what it would do for me. So have you joined a neighborhood, Jess? I have. I, I've joined my neighborhood. And it's interesting to see, like, new restaurants popping up or uh, new groups that are opening in the area. So I personally enjoy it. I do have to skip a lot of notifications because there is some mm -hmm. conversations that just, you know, don't tickle my fancy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> you could always leave these things later once you've exhausted all of your options out of it too, right? Like even just for the sake of experimenting. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. It's true. Um, Let's say that you didn't have Facebook as a as a method for mm -hmm. meeting new people. And let's say that that getting involved in a community theater show, for example, was not in the cards for somebody. Okay. What would you suggest that somebody do to meet to meet new people and make some new friends? I this is gonna sound a little cheesy 
or this it might be a practical idea, but I'm, I do enjoy the old fashioned method of even checking out community boards at a library. There's lots of groups, there's lots of activities that take place there. And it's always nice to hmm. participate in those public spaces. Again, you never know who you're going to meet and you never know what sort of skill or new knowledge you're going to pick up too, right? So, and of course, hmm. I, I'm a big advocate of supporting your public library. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, community boards, check them out, see what's out there. It, you never know, right? Oh, you know, and trivia nights. Trivia. <laughs> Trivia nights. trivia nights yeah lots of different pubs have them what if you're really bad at trivia it's always nice okay i have gone to a trivia night by myself i'm not the greatest at trivia but i watched from a distance and you laugh sir <laughs> but i watched from a distance and just to watch and mm be a witness to it. And I, I actually found myself talking to the people that were next to me that weren't participating oh. either. Okay. I know, I know. Just out in the mm. wild. Mm. I, I actually wow. found myself, I, it, it's different. I, I never did it again. <laughs> I just did it the <laughs> once. <laughs> but it was, it was worth the try. It didn't necessarily mean I made best friends, but it made, mm socializing easier now if you're still not interested in that again there's there's other things to try but trivia is fun there used to be uh, on the reddit on the toronto you know there, most cities have their own reddit subreddit right and there used mm -hmm. to be there's a there was a monthly get together at a, at a downtown pub and i it was the kind of thing where i kept and this was like years ago i kept telling myself, so i should go to that i should go to that and I never, I never did. And then one time I did, but I, I ended up arriving essentially too late and already. And it, I say too late because essentially cliques and conversations had already basically sprung up and I felt really awkward being there mm. because there were already conversations going on. So I essentially showed up and went, no, and I, I know doubt, but I would imagine that if you were, if you were to show up earlier, Mm -hmm. That a friendly organizer would come to you and say, hey, are you here for the meetup? And then you would at least be in the area in, in the in the pub and and to be able to to participate in a way that maybe you, you if if you weren't me and showing up just a little bit later, weren't able to. Sorry, it's always just weird to hear Phil Rickaby and showing up later in one sentence because I know, you are I know, such I a punctual a person. I know I had. Yeah, a thing. yeah. I had a thing that I had. To That's do different, man. And there was oh, okay. some other thing. A thing. And so I showed up late. And I know it's weird because I am not a late comer. I am always early or on time. But this time I was late. <laughs> so if you're looking to make friends, be early. <laughs> but not too early. <laughs> yes, not too early. Don't come to the party too early. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't be like me. Um one other thing is that the, I mean, it's primarily seen as a dating app, but Bumble has a friends option. So you can go to the site where it's just looking for friends. Now I've never done it. So your mileage may vary because it's, it's weird. It seems weird to me to swipe left or right on potential friends. That's yeah. Weird. Yeah. That's it, you, weird. you also have to pay for it. It's like, it, to me, what I don't like about it mm. is you have to pay for it or you can't see pictures. You can't right. see, like, the information is so limited that it's mm. it's not a very accessible app because I myself mm. wanted to try it. I wanted to try it when I moved back right. to my hometown. And it, mm -hmm. it, it, I didn't, I didn't know that you had to pay for the friends option, which is probably why I've, one of the many reasons why I haven't tried it. Yeah, I, I wanted to see who it was that I would be potentially interacting with. What if we wanted to meet up and I had no idea what you looked like? Well, I find like I still find it weird the idea of swiping on on people who you think are friends. It's one thing to do it to people you think about dating, but what are you doing? You're like, why are you swiping left or right? Like, are you like this person's hot, this person's not, or this person's interesting? I don't. I have no idea. I don't know. No, it's it's true. There's a difference between doing that for prospective suitors 
than there is for somebody that you're just looking to maybe go out for a coffee with. I think you really close off your options at that point. Mm-hmm. Did you say prospective suitors? Yes. Very, very Tennessee Williams of you. Very Southern <laughs> Bell. I just had to win for a Some people caller. would... Hey, some people would call me articulate. Some folks call me classy. (laughs) (laughs) Phil calls me Tennessee Williams. (laughs) That's your new nickname, Tennessee Williams. We're going to change all the descriptions. It says Phil could be a Tennessee Williams. Absolutely. If I don't introduce myself, the next episode is Tennessee Williams. We're reshooting this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I'll be sure to write that down and remember it. You know, I think that one of the reasons why this is sort of such a, a, a big problem is, you know, I hear about people who are introverts and, you know, they've been they've been sort of like content in their shell for a little while. And then they get to a point where they're like, I need to spread my wings a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you are not in school. And you you're really like, let's say that, you know you work to get a paycheck, not to make friends, then how do you make friends? And that's sort of like the whole, the whole question. And this is why it's an important one for us to, to discuss. So we've got like those grocery store community boards mm-hmm. or the library community boards. We've got potentially going to a trivia night and, and lurking there. We've got maybe Bumble, but apparently you have to pay for that. What about, I don't know, if there's like some kind of like activity that you could do. Like if one of those paint nights or something or, or I don't know, a pottery thing somewhere, I'm just throwing random stuff out. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And again, that comes right back to checking out those community boards. You, mm-hmm. I mean, like even your local arts organizations. I used to live in, in London, Ontario, and the arts project was an incredible space to be able to go and do that. But they didn't necessarily advertise that on social media. So I found that the more I was going to visit these spaces, the more I was, you know, just taking the time to go out physically and explore, the more I was finding them. Because again, a a lot of organizations don't post these things uh, because they have enough of a demographic that are coming in to visit, right? So finding those different public spaces, arts organizations, I just always support them. They're always going to have something interesting. It's interesting because to me, if you're not posting it, like you could be like, yes, we get enough people, but if you're not posting it, you're not really doing anyone any favors. Cause then how does anybody find you? Mm-hmm. It just seems like a, a ah, that's a tough one <laughs> thing. Yeah, no, I get it. Hey, but you know, that's Come, sort of why yeah. like it can, it can feel a little exclusionary. Like if you've showed up and it's always the same people who are there, so they're already in a clique and you're the new person. If they're not the kind of group that's, that's going to be like, Hey, it's a new person. Come over here, sit down, which, you know, if they're a group of introverts, they're probably not going to be, hmm. then that's, that's sort of the, it sort of like feels like you're not welcome. And so you might, might actually bail or go once and never go back. Oh, and, and it's got to be heartbreaking too if it's something that you're actually genuinely interested in too, right? Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, like I know that there's definitely some community spaces here that I'm genuinely interested in, but I know that mm-hmm. I'm not going to get you know a social aspect out of it. It's going to be a I show up and I definitely leave alone, you know, friend wise, <laughs> not looking for a date. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, um, it's there's. And I mean, this is, I think the, the, the difficulty here is that I, in this particular arena, have not been particularly successful when I've been, mm-hmm. out, when I've been in a position where I think I'm like, I need new friends, right? I have erred on the side of an introvert met me and decided that I was now their friend. I have been, I have benefited from many introverts or sorry, extroverts adopting me and deciding that I was their new friend. And that's, that's how I got a social life. I love that. <laughs> Aw, adopt an introvert. <laughs> I think that so should be our new it's platform. A meme. It's a meme. It though. is. <laughs> but it makes so much sense, too. I mean, I'm just thinking about how many times that has happened now. <laughs> I have like right? a, a little shelter puppy sign on my back, I think. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, this is the thing is I think that for, for a lot for, I know that I've benefited from being adopted by extroverts many times. You obviously have also benefited from being adopted by, by extroverts many times. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if for some reason, I don't know, I don't know, like, where can you go to find extroverts to adopt you? Right. That's, I guess if that's what you needed, what would you do? I think for me, one of the things that was was often in the past a way that I was able to meet new people, and here we get back into nerdy Phil. So you're going to get really excited. I can hear you rubbing your hands together mm-hmm. because we're going to talk about how I used to do live action role play. One sec, one second, Phil. <clears throat> Nerd. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. I could, um, I could hear the pain. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. But that was that was like one of the ways that I met people because it was a social situation. Now, granted, it was all based around the character you were playing and things like that. But it was there were there are people that I have met through that who were still very wonderful friends now. And so although it is easy to roll your eyes at it and keep in mind that it's not always like it is in on TV and it's not always what you see if you're watching the Hawkeye series on Disney Plus, it's not necessarily (laughs) that. But it is close in some cases. But it's it is it is a way to get out there and sort of to and it, it where it's acceptable for you to pretend to be somebody else because everybody mm-hmm. else is doing it. And then afterwards, suddenly you have a bunch of people who are basically your new friends. Do you know, actually, you bring up a good point. I just remembered it's uh, not just art spaces, but there's even game board cafes. Yes. Yeah, or or even just oh my goodness, the tabletop stores as well. Yeah, those spaces are incredible for newcomers as well. And if you've never tried tabletop gaming, it is a game changer. It it's it is absolutely a hobby that I would encourage you, and I'm sure Phil, you would encourage others too. It's it's a wonderful space to go and meet new people, and they're sure popular is, too. Say- you know, I say, first off, I have to ask, have you done tabletop gaming, Jess? Yes. Yes, I have. Nerd. <laughs> Fine. I'll go, mean, as far as to, yeah. I'll go as far as to say I played D&D for quite some time, okay? I, well, I mean, here's the thing about that, though, is that is that um, these sorts of things, and if, you, if there is a board game cafe near you, find out if they have like an open table night or if they do something like that, because if they do... Then great, you show up, you play some, you learn a board game, you play the board game, and maybe you've met some new people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're going to to do tabletop gaming like Warhammer or something like that, which just believe me when I tell you that if you fall down the miniatures hole, you're never getting out. Just understand that. But it is also a great way to meet new people. If there's mm-hmm. a, a, a way to, if there's a like a, a gaming store that has a and d night or something like that, where they're welcoming people in, go there. Or even if it's a, it's a bit, if it's an introduction to D&D, like that could be fun too. Like all of these things are available for you. You just have to seek them out. Absolutely. And all levels are always welcome. There, there are certainly beginners uh, classes that are that will take it from the very base level because sometimes there are some tabletop games that do get complicated. Mm -hmm. Don't allow them to scare you away. There are lots of games with different levels out there. And again, the community is very welcoming. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a great way to, 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 even if it's not something that you end up, that you end up doing, you tried something new and you might've had a little bit of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I know I've never had a bad time playing Catan. No, my husband like no, kicks my let, ass, but I mean, like you know, friends whatever. Don't friends don't let friends play Catan with each other. Friends don't let friends play Settlers of Catan together. It's just it's just bad. It's just <laughs> it gets bad. violent. <laughs> it's never a good time. I uh, I may have uttered some threats here and there. I mean, this is the problem with it. This is the problem. Settlers of Catan is a very dangerous game. Much like, you know, we've heard, like, think, you know, if you remember, there was a Seinfeld episode where Newman and Kramer were playing Risk. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have the same feeling about Risk is that it's a, it's can be, or certain that Risk and Settlers of Catan can be a friendship ender. And I know people who have like, yes, the game has in the past been in their house, but it's not welcome on the table 
because it's a game where you are expected to hold out on your friends. It's not cooperative. It's player versus player. And so now I have to either lie to my friends or hold out on my friends or try to screw my friends over, which can be fun. But after a while, if in certain groups, it can start to feel a little vindictive. So it's <laughs> it, in some in some some spheres, it is not a not a, a great game to play with friends. I'm going to argue know somebody who is who is liable to be a table flipper. Don't. <laughs> I would argue that Monopoly is the exact same thing, though. <laughs> You get no argument I, from me. You get no argument from me. Monopoly is a terrible game. Oh, it's awful. I mean, the second that you land on Park Place and you look across the table and you see like just your friend's devilish eyes glowing from the other side, <laughs> there's that maniacal laughter coming yes. from them. Yes. It's like, who are you? <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And when you have that bad role where you suddenly you're landing on all of that person's properties. And suddenly you're out of money because they've just oh. taken it all. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, that was me and my dad. I had to stop playing with him. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, dad's, dad's not allowed to play Monopoly anymore. It's his favorite game. I love the man. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm not nourishing that love language. <laughs> no, no. And that's not even a love language. So Monopoly is not a love language. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> it could be at this point. <laughs> I guess it could be, but not not the kind of it's not my love language, and I don't relate to it. <laughs> I just I if anyone is like flipping through this podcast and they come across <laughs> our rant of monopoly, they're like, "What is this? <laughs> this is truth. This is truth." Welcome to uh, Introvert's Guide Two, where we cover a variety of topics. Yep, I'm Tennessee Williams. So I, I mean. The, I think the, there's all kinds of th options out there. They might not be the thing you think. And and if if I think it's important to talk about this, because I think for a lot of people, when they get to a certain point in their lives, they think the only way that I'm going to be able to make friends is to go to a bar and meet people. And that for most introverts is just not happening unless an extrovert sees you and adopts you. Yeah, I I can't imagine that those ever really turning out great. No, I don't. Yeah, no. I I've I'm I've never really gone to besides that trivia night. I've mm. never gone to a bar where there's like maybe no event by myself, just because I you know different coming from this perspective of being a small person at a bar by themselves it's already a little intimidating and like you said unless there's that extroverts those extroverts that are willing to invite you in even then i'm still a little wary of that oh sure i mean cuz the bar is not for everybody and in in some ways like you have to make judgment calls the whole time you're there mhm mm and sometimes it's too loud oh my god <laughs> it's i too can't, loud i can't Okay, so when I turned 40, I found that I could no longer spend time in a bar and have conversations with people. Mm -hmm. My hearing was, I mean, I'm not, I don't have hearing loss or anything, but I could no longer discern, like I, my ears could no longer focus on the speech while the music was happening. So oh, it was yeah. like time, time to not spend a whole lot of time in loud bars. Yeah, my my husband and I used to go to we used to hang out at bars whenever I like first moved to mm -hmm. London. But that's because like that's that's just where him and his friends hung out. And so him and I started going and the more like we we progressed in our relationship. I think we went out to a bar one night. I, we were there for like maybe a drink. and We were like, want to go home, <laughs> want to make some tea and we'll watch a movie. <laughs> Uh, like and no yes, i, I yeah. second that like i can't have a solid conversation with friends at a bar anymore because i you know i have auditory processing disorder so it makes it almost inaccessible for me to join in on a conversation because i can't take in what you're saying properly and i can't join in on i can't join yeah i think generally bars are not necessarily the best place for making friends either because Chances are that friendship may be based around alcohol and that might not be the best relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, you don't know how often you're going to have to go back and hang out with that friend. <laughs> and those spaces get old real quick. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. I guess in general, 
you kind of have to be a little bit creative and think outside of what you've sort of been socialized to think is the way that you're going to meet friends because you're not in school anymore. Mm -hmm. And if work is not really a place where you want to meet friends, I mean, depending on your job, maybe you don't want to. So how do you do it? A bar might work for you when you're, when you're younger, but it's not really going to work in the long term. So what activities or what things can you find that will, you know, help you to, to find uh, new people? I think that's kind of what we've been going over. Yeah. And, and when you do find those new people, make your judgment call. But if there's somebody that they're, you're willing to socialize with again, it's sort of like that first date dance of oh, yeah. saying, yeah, so not do you come here often. <laughs> I am not saying say that. No, 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 don't. <laughs> But I am saying that try to engage them and see if maybe they'd be interested. You know, if it'd be okay if I tagged along the next time you come, um, the next time you come back or again, not that phrasing. I'm just, it's really yeah, hard. No, but I mean, if you're, if, if you're doing something that is like a regular thing, like a trivia night, mm-hmm. or a, if you decide to, to give a try at some live, live action role playing or a tabletop gaming or board gaming, like don't just go the ones. Go go the next time, especially if you had a good time. Go the next time. Maybe those people are regulars and they go re- often, in which case you're going to have a better time because you get you like now those are familiar faces and you don't have to force their friendship. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then next thing you know, you can add each other on social media if that's a thing. Yeah. Swap phone numbers, though, that's when the real friendship can begin. But it's breaking the ice that's the hardest part, and don't let that hold you back. But again, that all depends on if the relationship is there. Don't yeah. force it. You don't want to no. come off too strong. That's kind of why I'm saying, like, like go to the event. If it's a regular thing, go a few times. Mm-hmm. That way you'll see, like, if you game with this person before, maybe they'll invite you over to the table or you have the opportunity to play with them again. Let it happen a little bit more organically. I know we want it to happen overnight because if you, especially if you're in a new situation or a new place, it can be kind of lonely. But, you know, you want to have it happen in an organic way. So, A, it doesn't come across as creepy or desperate. Mm-hmm. Here, here. Yeah. Shall we go over to some socials? Oh, let's socialize with some friends. Yeah, let's go to socials. (laughs) On social media, we asked, making friends is hard, especially as an adult. Without school and the activities we practiced in our childhoods, it's difficult to find people you connect with. For introverts, it's even harder. We've all heard the meme about how introverts make friends when an extrovert adopts them. But is that really the way? How have you made friends as adults? Steven says, my professional career activities and my hobby are both social leaning activities. So, yeah, pretty much forced me to be an extrovert. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, I I, I sort of I'm I'm kind of like forcing. I mean, talked about like. (laughs) You can turn that on and off. It's all good. Yeah, you know, that doesn't mean that you're suddenly an extrovert. I mean, it's really, yeah. Anyway, nitpicking, yeah. nitpicking. Uh, Shauna I said, know. <laughs> Shauna said, kids help. My friends in the last seven years have come through classes because of babies slash small kids. And then knowing one extrovert and having her friends adopt me. Again, oh. with the extrovert adopting. Wow, we really lean on them right now. <laughs> I mean, I think we do anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, this yeah. may be an introvert only space, but extroverts, we appreciate you. Yeah. There's a bunch of friends I wouldn't have if not for the extrovert who adopted me. Jamie said, I haven't made new friends with anyone outside of work or ten-, ten. I haven't made friends with anyone outside of work or tangentially collect. That's a hard word. Or tangentially yeah. connected to an old fr- to an old friend in many years. Okay, me too. I hear you. I hear you because I mean that's sort of the whole thing, right? Is in some ways we can lean on our on existing friends and through them we meet new people. But if we're in a position where that's not on the table, then we're sort of lost, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like I've never really connected with old friends. I feel like once that relationship I mean I'm 
you know, I feel bad saying it, but once that relationship has been exhausted, it's and to the graveyard we go. <laughs> I suspect that so, Jamie is talking about friends who have just been friends with him for a long time rather than old friends that have fallen by the right. side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> go, Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Leanne says, well, I never really left school because I'm a teacher. So a lot of my friends are also professional colleagues. Otherwise, I have a couple of social hobbies where I made a lot of great friends. Recently, though, it's been making friends with parents at my kids' activities because I spend a bunch of time chauffeuring my littles around. And when you spend so much time sitting in lobbies together, you get to know each other. I've met a few other amazing dance moms and have clicked well with them. Ironically, a lot of them are educators, too, so there was some quick connection. I'm going to note that as a future parent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. That That's an avenue for meeting people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sitting in lobbies while waiting for your kids to finish their lesson. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Elise said, you have to go out of your way to engage some activities and tend to pick up friends on the way that are like-minded. That being said, you become comfortable with smaller circles the older you get. I've been comfortable with small circles for like 20 years. Abs yeah, me too. I, I didn't realize how comfortable I was. I always thought there was something wrong with me for having a small circle. But no, no, no. this is this is where we live. This is a this good is, place. I mean, this is the thing is I think that when we're younger, like in, in your 20s, you think that you need to have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. Right. But especially if you're an introvert, that probably doesn't feel very comfortable. Mm hmm. And it, it did like, like, you know, we've talked about my ideal party size is like five people mm -hmm. plus me. So six people total, <laughs> maybe, but yeah. like five, once it gets over five people, I'm kind of like, that's where it starts to push into now I'm starting to be uncomfortable and overwhelmed. So like knowing that like my closest group of people is at my, is at say at a birthday party or something that's ideal for me is like five people. Mm -hmm. My, my close friend group is quite small. Yeah, no, I, I can, I, I honestly can get behind that. And I mean, again, you, I really like what Elise says. You do have to go out of your way to engage in these activities. Yes. You do. Yeah. You have to take those chances there because no one's going to knock on your door. That is correct. <laughs> And if they do, they're not there to make friends. No, <laughs> so don't try no. there. No, that's probably yeah. not going to happen in the way that you want it to. And so you do, if you are in the market for new friends, you're going to have to get out and try a couple of things. Mm -hmm. So Milady Renzetta says, I work from home and I don't have kids, so I don't meet a lot of people usually. LARPing is one of my sources of new people, but it takes a while. I tend to play big, noticeable characters. People expect my actual self to be that way. Otherwise, my significant other is a giant extrovert. He makes new acquaintances all the time and then forces me to give them a chance. The thing is, I have friends. I don't particularly need more. More friends is just more people I have to remember to talk to at least once in a while. I feel like the eight friends I have is plenty. Yeah. I... <laughs> my slow clap for that because I am I am very much in support of that. Which part? Was it the LARPing or the small friends? It was film? a small friends group. It was a small friends group. Fair enough. No, listen, absolutely. Listen, I just need to, I need to speak up in defense of LARPing. I have to speak up in defense of live action role playing. And here is why. It gets a bad rap in media anytime that it's brought up the people are just outright unpleasant nerds or they just like it. They don't come off well, but mm -hmm. it is a great way to put on another personality for a little while to pretend to be somebody else. And it can also help you to stretch your social skills in a way that maybe you hadn't before to try to, 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 to interact with people in new ways. And that can actually carry over into your life and and help you in situations where you can draw on the experience when you are pretending and then use that in 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 real life for social situations and things like that and it is fun and it's 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 a great way to meet people so by all means take a chance on larping don't knock it till you try it jess 
okay, that's it. If a LARPing situation comes up, I'm going to do it. I'm going to hold you to that. I am. You can go for it. I have said it before. I am willing to try new things. I love D&D. I love role play. Hmm. Not that way. <laughs> I didn't think so. But I I just, <laughs> I'm putting it out there. <laughs> but I am willing to try it. Because I, I don't think I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It just listen. You mentioned it a couple of years ago. It caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> I did not expect it, and it's just something I can't stop. <laughs> listen, I, it's, the I think the issue is that as adults, we mm-hmm. are taught to stop playing make believe, right? Once you get to a certain age, you're meant to stop pretending. Now, in the in the theater world, we do it all the time, but we call it acting and that makes it a but to to sort of do like pretend pretending and imagining and like make believe and putting on new characters. That is something that children do. And as adults, we're not we're expected to have given that up and we don't do that anymore. But this is a great way to connect with that imaginative space in your brain that maybe you haven't touched in a while. And that's the last thing I'll say on it because I feel like I'm on a soapbox and I should stop. <laughs> it's a it's a good soapbox. It's a good one, sir. Well, thank you. <laughs> Shall we go to the internet? Let's go to the internet. Okay, so I thought it had been a while since I had looked for extroverts giving us introverts advice. Now, this article is not specific for extrovert to introvert. It's just a self-proclaimed extrovert giving their advice. And I wanted to dissect this article because it actually presents a few anecdotes that I thought uh, were, were... we're a hit or a miss. Just gonna, just gonna say it. It's, it's actually just titled "The Extrovert's Guide to Making Friends Everywhere You Go." And Does, do, I th- do extroverts actually need that guide? Because that just is maybe it's my perception that's just being an extrovert. That's what I thought too, <laughs> and especially because like this, this particular extrovert has a very broad definition for the word friend. Just gonna start that out there. Where this might be a new friendship to, sorry, whereas introverts, we we have a very specific definition for friend. Sure. Whether this be somebody that we can really connect with on that, on on a deeper level. It's not just a surface acquaintance. It's, this is somebody I can actually have a good connection with. Mm. Whereas I find throughout the article, ah, you're going to see it for yourself. Yeah. Okay. All right. This was written back in 2015. It's just a blog, by the way. So on Saturday night, I stood solo in a long line for a free comedy show, shoving a Chipotle burrito in my face. I was hungry, alone, and had no plans after this anyway. But by the time the show was over, I was walking out with a group of people for a night of drinks and dancing. My evening turned out totally different, which I was totally hoping for. How did that happen? Well, I heard the girls in line behind me eyeing my burrito and wondering out loud whether they should grab dinner there too. I turned around and said, you definitely should. We started talking at first about burritos, but then we kept talking. After the show, they invited me to join them. I ended up having a great Saturday night with random people. Yay. So this sounds like something where we kind of touched on earlier that we we can go to these spaces and we can try to pick up conversations with people. This is with the intention of making friends. But but this is like a just anywhere I go, this is what I do. And I just can't envision doing this. No, absolutely not. I as as it's as you're reading through that, I'm like, first off, <laughs> if I was in line eating a burrito and I hear people behind me talking about whether 
they should get a burrito. Do you know what I say? Not a goddamn thing. I keep my (laughs) mouth shut because I don't, I'm not here for them. Like this is small talk and I don't want to do it. I know. I was thinking that I'm like, if someone starts talking about my burrito, I'm like, I just, I don't, I don't have the wherewithal to turn around and be like, yeah, you totally should. And like, I just, I don't know. It's one of those things of like, unless they tap me on the shoulder and say, Hey, where'd you get the burrito? No. I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you to go get one. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm likely like, if they're talking about, Oh, that guy has a burrito. I'm probably doing like the dirty look over my shoulder. Like, leave me alone. I'm here with my yeah, burrito. Like, black bean coming out of your mouth too when you do it like like, do it, like shoot it shoot a look over as though just like get away from my burrito but also <laughs> like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be like you should go get one and if they were like hey where'd you get the burrito i'd be like chipotle and i turn around and i'm like that's that's the end <laughs> of the conversation right i'm not like chipotle what kind what kind of burrito do you like or anything like that i'm just gonna be like here's the name of the place don't talk to me anymore <laughs> You're going to love the rest of the article. <laughs> I can tell oh, this is going to be really productive. I, oh, so productive. I, I loved this. Okay, so the next anecdote. <laughs> right out the gate, I don't love being alone. So I always give it a go. Yes, sometimes things get awkward. I don't always walk out of places with new friends. Take Wednesday night, for instance. I went to a trivia night by myself. It was weird and somewhat awful. I surveyed the room for, I surveyed the room looking for a seat. It seemed like everyone had plopped bags and purses everywhere to save seats for their own friends. But I finally found a free chair with a group of people that seemed friendly. Is it okay if I sit here? Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. Cheerfully relieved, I said, thanks, I'm here alone, so... And I really wish they had taken that as a cue to something, introduce themselves, ask me if it was my first time here, bring me into the fold. It was a social event after all, but they didn't. So I just sat there at the fringe of the table, soaking up the awkward. This is what happens in life. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Sounds like life, doesn't it? And you know, that anecdote bothered me. You know, there's so much that annoys. First off, the trivia night is not necessarily a social event for you. It's mm-hmm. probably a social event for the people who are participating in this in the trivia. Also, like I really feel for the people at the table who were kind of let this person sit there, and this person's like, "So it's my first time here," and they're like, "Yeah," and go back to their <laughs> conversation. Like they're not. They're like, "Yeah, weirdo." That's what I was thinking. Like, okay, going back to the trivia night that I went to, I didn't participate because I had no one to go with. I just wanted to watch. And I ended up making a pleasant conversation with the people beside me. I had a nice time, but I didn't have the audacity to sit down at a table wanting to participate and go, hey, I'm looking for friends. Want to bring me in? extra extroverts we tend to not adopt you it's the other way around it works the other way around and you know the thing is that like you're essentially like you sit down at a table with strange people they've never seen you before and what it is it is obvious to them that what you are actually saying is i'm looking for new friends will you be my new friends (laughs) that's not how we make friends No. (laughs) no okay so the next one. It must be exhausting living in Stuart Vice's world. Now, Stuart Vice has written a few articles. He's an introvert. And she's specifically referencing the article, An Introvert's Guide to Eat and Drinking Out, which is the art of going to restaurants and dining out for the experience of being there rather than meeting people. So bringing a book, you bring your iPad or a phone to listen to music and podcasts. So something you and I, Phil, have mentioned we like doing. We like going to these places by ourselves. So she says, I suspect this piece appealed to more than just introverts, specifically this generation of shut-ins and socially risk-averse folks the internet created. What he says strikes me as a manifesto antipatico, which means 
it's unfriendly. I don't think this is something to aspire to. I think it's lazy and an uninspired way to live. Maybe it's because I'm a traveler, but I've always lived in a different world. I operate with one rule, reach out and say hello. It's led to awesome things for me. For one, I became fluent in Italian just by striking up conversations while living in Milan. I got to have lunch with a former Funer Bacev, which is a football club in Istanbul, Turkey, by the way, with a former player in Istanbul. Just because we started chatting in a cafe, I once got invited. Just because we started chatting in a cafe. I once got invited for a beautiful weekend in an Austrian village I'd never heard of. All opportunities I had from opening up to people around me. Not necessarily extraordinary things, but these memorable events have peppered my life and travels. They've helped me learn how other people live, exposed me to new ideas and perspectives. They definitely would not have happened if I insisted on looking down. I would just like to say that I that as an introvert, we don't look down. Mm-hmm. We're out there, we're taking in the world in a different way, but we like to shut up about it. I find it like the idea of like it's exhausting to live in Stuart Vice's world because he likes to go to a restaurant by himself. No, he is not exhausted at all. He's living his best life by just enjoying the place he's in, reading a book and eating his dinner. This is a beautiful way to do things as far as an introvert is concerned. When I first started traveling for work, I did worry because at a certain point it was you know, the first few times I traveled, you travel on your own. So I wondered, would I feel awkward when I'm in a restaurant surrounded by other people and I'm alone? And the answer was no, I Mm -hmm. really enjoyed it. And not only that, it, it didn't take away from your experience at all in enjoying, like it just, it doesn't mean that you didn't embrace life. (laughs) No. And also like, you know, we've talked about traveling as an introvert and it can be a great thing to like, if you're an introvert, it can be great to travel by yourself. Yes, it can be fun to travel with somebody else, but it can also mm-hmm. be good to travel by yourself. There's nothing wrong with it. And yes, you had a great opportunity. Avoided getting murdered by being invited to a weekend in an Austrian villa village <laughs> with people you didn't know. That's fine. You didn't get murdered. Great. But also, I mean, not my cup of tea. Yeah, the only thing I can really take away from that is even loosely, very loosely, I could take away, don't close yourself off to new opportunities. But that doesn't mean that every single time I go out by myself, I need to say hello, I need to try something. Because Mm -hmm. we're not afraid of being alone. And again, our definition of friendship and connection changes. And it's different and it it's unique and nuanced. And it sounds as though this person just really likes meeting people for the sake of meeting people. And we don't, sure. we don't have to be that way. We don't. No. We have to be true to ourselves and nourish what we need. To me, everything that she's describing in this article sounds very exhausting. I also, I'm just like looking ahead at the article here. <laughs> Like the first line of the next section section. Yes, I've gotten weird looks. I've been excluded and rejected, perhaps by introverts. No, 100% by introverts. Because <laughs> the way that you're approaching us is annoying. Absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry. When we go out with our group of people, those are our people. We have worked yes. hard to cultivate these relationships. We have put in the time to get to know these people and have connections. We don't have time to invite other people in because I'm sorry when I go out, I don't want to meet new people when I'm already with the people. It took me forever to get close to. It sounds that so was a rant. <laughs> no, it sounds terrible to say, but you're absolutely right. When I'm out with a group, I'm out with those people and nobody else. I'm sorry, but somebody new is not particularly welcome, especially somebody that essentially is like, hello, group of people. I'm looking for new friends and you look like you're my new friends. Like, no, no, we're friends. We let you sit here. I sound terrible. (laughs) I sound like a terrible person, but you don't though. But that's the thing is like, we don't owe people those conversations. No, it sounds like she's speaking to a, a, a niche group. This is a niche group and it's very, very tiny. 
Because I don't, I personally don't know very many extroverts that are like this. Have I run into them into the world? Yeah. I've probably talked to them on the bus reluctantly. Yes. But they're the ones that struck up the conversation. You've you've spoken Hmm? to them with a deer in the headlights look on your face like, okay, how long do I have to do this? Because I really want to get away from this situation. No, it's true. And they walk away like, you know, well, I'm really glad to have met you. And I'm like, yeah, that's nice. That's one of us. (laughs) And it's like, I just, I don't want to be your... I'm not looking to be your experience. No. That's all. I'm not offering you anything. And that's what it makes me feel like is I don't owe you that conversation. You're impeding on my time. I just find it difficult. Like the idea of this is this is this is not a helpful article for introverts. This is certainly I don't even know if it's helpful for extroverts who are probably already like able to make conversation in a way that's comfortable for them. But like this is not a helpful article, certainly for for our listeners, because except to be entertained by us ranting about it, which <laughs> let's face it, why else are you here? But it's 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 like it's just not helpful. All I could all I could think no, as I'm looking no. at this article is how annoyed this person is making me. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> That's why I brought it. <laughs> <laughs> but like no, I did, I did, because you know, misery loves company. <laughs> it's true, but it's true. But it's no, but really, like again, you can. The only thing you can take away is what I had mentioned earlier. Just be open to these things, but again, do it at your introverted pace. So if mm-hmm. that means that you're going to be going to that that board game cafe and you're looking for open table nights, great. That's your space. You can go in there because that's what those nights are meant for. You don't have to go and strike up conversations with every single person you meet. That pressure mm-hmm. should not be on you. Absolutely. Can I jump in with another example from this article, which is like completely <laughs> like not introverted? Oh, please. She says, start by saying hello. Try this one day. Put away the phone and ask somebody else for the time. Or if they know when the next train is coming, smile, acknowledge the people around you. Ask for directions or maybe directions to a nearby restaurant they like. Like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the time and then please go away. Like, yes, I'll give you the directions, but we're not friends now. I've given you the the directions. Please go to that restaurant. Just go. Run along. Scoot. This is going to come off mean. She sounds very self-absorbed. You know what? It doesn't. She does. She does. It's like, it seems like she's of the opinion that the correct way to move through the world is the way that she moves through the world. And if you are not, you must be having a terrible life. Yeah. And I also can see this person tapping on my shoulder and wanting to get in my space while I have headphones in. Oh, 100%. Yeah. She'll think you're doing her a favor. She's doing you a favor. I'm going to bring this person out of their headphone life and, and shot. Like I'm going to bring them out. They'll see the light. No, I'm wearing headphones for a reason. Yeah. Absolutely. Even if I'm not not. listening to music, I am. (laughs) I have these things in for a reason. That's because of people like you. (laughs) <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy this article. <laughs> I do this for you, Phil. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Did we learn anything today? Aside from the fact that we do enjoy a good rant. I learned that um, more in a self-reflection, I actually do need to, when the time is right, I do need to embrace those public spaces again. Truth be told, I did apply for a residency, a writer's residency here in Niagara. Hmm. So I thought that that would be a good time to actually go out and make some new friends, whether that be a Again, friendly networking acquaintances mm-hmm. or maybe new artistic friends, like anything I can do to collaborate with people. Because going on mat leave, mm-hmm. I know that the situation might be isolating and yeah. it, I'm going to need that. So I think I'm reminded that should I get into this to embrace it fully 
and mm-hmm. to go annoy every single person. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but seriously, to take advantage of the opportunity of being able to go and meet those people in an appropriate atmosphere. Yeah. Just remember that that like if you're doing the activities, you don't need to force the issue about mm-hmm. making friends. If it's mm-hmm. a regular thing, go regularly or as often as you can and you will be recognized by people. If you're there once, maybe you know, maybe people, you know, they'll interact with you. But when you're there twice, they'll start seeing you as more likely to be a regular and that sort of thing. Like like let it happen organically rather than trying to force it. You'll have a much better experience. But these are the kinds of things that can really sort of expand as if you need to expand your friend circle, these kinds of things will really help you do that. Absolutely. Tennessee Williams and <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this has been the introvert's guide to <laughs> we'll know who our real listeners are next episode (laughs) yeah when they start writing in when they write in to ask about when they address tennessee williams we'll know for sure